Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with, uh, with a wonderful thinker, a, uh, an author, and someone who will, uh, will expand your awareness. And uh, just absolutely thrilled to, to finally get to speak to her. Micaiah Hart is our very special guest. Her latest book, A Different Rhythm, it's, uh, it's available. A series of short stories uh, about her travels. And uh, I'll tell you what, absolutely thrilled to have Micaiah Hart with me here, Frank McKay, with Micaiah. Micaiah, how are you? I'm, I'm well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I, I greatly appreciate it. Well, listen, thrilled to have you. If you don't mind, uh, maybe we can get a little bit of your history. And if you don't mind, let's start from the beginning. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Well, um, I was born in Scotland, and I lived in Scotland until I was 18. Um, I've traveled a great deal in my life, and I've lived in various places. I lived in Norway for a little while. I lived in Wales. I lived in England for 10 years, more than 10 years, actually. And then I moved to California, and um, it's funny because sometimes I hear people uh, trashing um, illegal aliens, yeah. um, and you know I was one of them in California <laughs> for a while. Great sympathy. Anyway, and then in um, I had what I call an epiphany in the year two thousand. My epiphany, and I sold everything up and I went traveling, and then. Um, for nearly 15 years and then I um, settled here in Hawaii and, but you know who knows how long it'll be for yeah. I, who knows well let me, let me tell you just uh, you know just a, a quick uh, um, moment to reflect on what you said you first of all you've lived in some of the most beautiful places in in the world <laughs> And uh, one would have to believe that you got a completely different perspective from each one of those those spots and for you uh, yes. to, to grow as a person. By the way, and you mentioned being uh, being a, an illegal uh, uh, immigrant and because you're I, look, let's face it, you 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 blend in. And, and a lot of the folks and maybe a lot of the, the bigotry that comes along, with, you know, that's usually against illegal immigrants, it wouldn't apply to you, right? And which is wrong, but it's, uh, you know, thank, thankfully for you, you don't get it, but it's, it's ironic. You are an illegal immigrant, and, and, and you're, you're welcomed in with open arms. Yes. Well, I, and yes, I mean, moving to the United States was, I have to say, one of the best things I ever did. Europe is, you know... It's you have to recognize that Europe is suffering from, and that probably is the right phrase, suffering from um, centuries of misery and pain and prejudice. And at least in the United States, the, the white people who came from the West wanted to start anew. And so it's not, you know, the prejudice isn't embedded deeply in people's minds it's not nearly as deeply embedded so i've i've greatly appreciated being here as somebody who who is you know i'm on the edges of social acceptability anyway because i'm such um i'm I'm just a very unusual person i i love doing things like building houses and fixing cars and 
and um, but but don't get me wrong. I don't want to be a man. I I love I love being a woman. I'm not one of those people who would ever think about a sex change. It's like no, I was I am who I am, and and it's all perfect. Do, do you know? One day you'll uh, one day you won't have to or somebody in your in the same spot as you would never have to say that yeah you'll yeah. you would be allowed to uh you know uh, fix cars and build houses and not have to explain that and not that you that you have to explain but uh but not make that uh, that statement people would just assume yeah it's a woman that that enjoys cars and and uh and and fixing houses but it's uh, very interesting. You're coming from in a very interesting place. I, I've been dying to talk to you for the longest time and, and about a, uh, a different rhythm as well. And let me just remind folks once again, if uh, you're just joining us or if you're just turning on your radio a little late, Makaya Hart, uh, just a wonderful and, and unique individual, uh, refreshing, refreshing to, to uh, say the least. And not cookie cutter, not uh, not... Uh, traditional, or I should I shouldn't speak for her, but I don't think she's traditional. I think she's absolutely refreshing and wonderful. Frank McKay here, thrilled to be with Micaiah Hart. Uh, you have you heard these terms before? Unique and and refreshing, and I I, I would hope you do, and you don't I, you know you don't you know, unusual all the time. Yeah, I well I do hear them, but you know I'll tell you one of the things about me is that. Since I was very young, I've been obsessed with the truth, getting to the truth, which may be hidden deep beneath a great layer of lies, and unfortunately often is. But I've always been obsessed with getting to the truth and speaking the truth. And, you know, I have to say that has made me unpopular at times. <laughs> but, but I always say my, all my teaching and my writing are about um, helping people to learn to operate from a place of trust instead of fear. And trust and truth are, they're very interlinked. You can't trust something if it isn't truthful. And if it's truthful, you can trust it if it's the truth. And of course, truth, it comes in many forms. You have personal truths and you have universal truths. But And we all have our own personal truths, which we need to acknowledge and abide by. And there are also some universal truths in my teaching and my writing. It, that's really what I'm trying to teach people is that, you know, um, get in touch with what brings you to a place of joy and you will know, you will feel the truth there and you will be able to, you'll be able to gauge what kind of risks to take to have the kind of life you want to have. And when you're not afraid to take risks, they always pay off. You know, you, you, yeah. Just, yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, you mentioned your epiphany. Uh, life <laughs> before the epiphany and after the epiphany, what, what, was the, what was the biggest change in you that came after this moment? Well, I, I have to say that this actually the change in me started in the early 90s when i i had done a great deal of what i wanted to do in my life i had bought my own land i was growing my my own food and i had built a house out of recycled lumber and one day i realized that i wasn't satisfied i wanted something else it was something 
And now I think really it was a sense of the truth. But, but there's lots of ways you could say what it is. In any case, I set out in search of that. And that took, put me in touch with a woman um, who, what she does is actually not channeling, but it looks like channeling. And she there's a group of entities who speak through her. And l let me say, first of all, I have met a number of channelers in my life. And in general, I really, I'm, I'm wary. Let's just say I'm wary. Um, but with this woman, I, I felt an immediate, deep, loving connection. And I've been studying with them for many years. And they've really, really helped me. Um, they're so validating uh, and just generally helpful. In, in, you know, I, I looked for a teacher for years in the 90s. And um, I never found anyone who was as useful to me as these beings. They're, they're called Amog. In any case, I began to study with them and I began to realize that um, we, well, I'll speak for myself here. I could choose to be in a place of joy and peace. And I, and I'm also a great, an incredible creator. We're all incredible creators and I can create joy and peace around me in my environment. So then I set out to learn, well, exactly how do I do that? And by the, it, you know, we're not taught, we're taught that we're weak and powerless, really. That's what the, you know, and in danger, that's what the um, Western culture mostly teaches us. And especially in Scotland, where I grew up, that uh, was certainly true in the 50s and 60s, um, just after the Second World War. Um, so I had to reverse well, no, let's not use that word. Let's say I had to change my way of thinking. I had to change my way of thinking that the world was a dangerous place. I had to begin to think of the world, the universe, as my friend. And um, so that be happened slowly. And then um, <laughs> in the late 90s, um, I had a number of extraordinary experiences, which, you know, we don't have long enough for me to go into them. I did write uh, um, my memoir, which is called My Sweet Wild Dance, and that um, details those experiences. So anybody who's interested in that, you can go to Amazon and buy yeah. My Sweet Wild Dance. Um, <clears throat> but um, the bottom line that came out of the epiphany was that I needed to sell my property and go traveling. And, you know, that's a pretty scary thing to do. I mean, a courageous I, thing, a, a very yeah. courageous thing to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I knew I could do it because I'd already moved from one continent to another and even done it illegally, which is very scary. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not easily intimidated. And I, I, I followed my intuition, which said to go. And um, everything really changed for me then. I stopped, um, I stopped being afraid of what people think of me. I stopped being afraid about, of what I looked like. Um, I stopped being afraid of telling the truth. I'm 
I just tell people what I think is true, and if they don't like it, they can go the other way. And if I don't like their response, I can go the other way. I mean, that's one of the things that I learned at that time was to stop judging others as less than me because they didn't agree with me or or whatever. Um, you know, we're all beings of light and sun, choosing human form. And that's a, a huge concept to get your head around. But when you start accepting that, you know, we're all choosing. We're choosing our lives here and now. We're choosing how they manifest. And then you start looking at how to do that for yourself. I mean, your world, your world changes. It's, uh, you know... <laughs> let me let me interrupt just to remind folks that are joining us a little late. Uh, you you are listening to the voice of Micaiah Hart. She's a a philosopher. She's a world traveler. She is a wonderful author, and uh, she is uh, she is absolutely absolutely uh, wonderful and unique. Thrilled to have her as a guest, and her latest book, and and get all of her books, but her latest book is a different rhythm and it's available and you can get them at all the usual suspects Amazon and so forth uh, Micaiah Hart once again is here with me Frank McKay uh, Micaiah let me ask you about uh, there's so many questions I have for you but one, one of them is you, you mentioned creating joy and uh, creating peace at the at, at the same time and or in this you said that in the same breath it, it hit me not too long ago, when I was thinking, you know, how many joyful moments, like truly joyful moments, uh, you you have. Am I looking at it the wrong way? If I'm looking for specific moments, or should should joy be a, a state of mind? I, I mean, I, give give us an idea of how you create joy. Okay, but you have it right. You need to think of things that bring you to a place of joy. That's how you start, and. Let me let me say something that a lot of people miss here. Um, well, in this culture, w the body tends to be denigrated, and you'll find most spiritual teachings will tell you, you know, that the body is, um, at the very least, unimportant. That, in my teachings, is completely untrue. So, when you think about something joyful, you want to allow yourself to feel it in your body. When you think of something joyful and it makes you want to jump for joy and sing out loud, you, that, you, then you're doing the right thing. And, of course, it's you know culturally unacceptable to do something as childish as jump for joy and sing out loud. But if you're in a place where you can let yourself do that, I strongly recommend allowing yourself to do it. Dancing for joy is one of the most um, probably world-changing things you can do. <laughs> Um, because when you bring your delight, your joy, that sense of it, when you bring it into the physical, then what you're doing is emanating joy. And that joy is now a creative force because it's flowed through your body. It's a creative force. It's going to create more joy in the physical realm. Now, I should stop there because that's all pretty intense stuff. But does that make sense to you? I, uh, complete. Uh, it completely yeah. makes sense to me. And, uh, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's, listen, 
it's it's just it's wonderful and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's something that you would think that you can go somewhere and, and just uh just turn on and and understand it but there's not a lot of Micaiah hearts out there there are not a lot of people out there that are exploring this and then imparting what they've learned and doing so and we look for it i mean we meaning human beings we we look for that and we're constantly look, look there's a there's an a, an example that i i loved and it was uh, dr joseph campbell right he's the famous mythologist and uh, yes, you know, he, uh, he 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 once he once said that uh, that he was speaking at harvard and he was speaking to a graduate class at harvard and uh, and he heard papers rattling and and you know people kind of uh you know whispering as he's talking and and then finally a a young woman stood up and said uh dr campbell what is the meaning of life and he was taken (laughs) aback because everything stopped it just became complete silence because i i imagine if you're going to ask that question you'd ask it to micaiah hart or you'd ask it to joseph campbell somebody who's who's looking and searching and he had a great response uh, to me, the best response that I've heard from from anybody really on it. He said, um, "He said, what are you talking about? Life has no meaning. Life is an experience. Enjoy your mm-hmm. experience. Don't go out trying to find a, a universal meaning because why would your and I'm paraphrasing here, but why would your meaning if you if you love to work on cars and you love to fix houses? Uh, why mm-hmm. why would your your life have the same meaning as somebody who loves animals, let's say, or or loves to, you know, skydive or loves, you know. And I, I thought that was an excellent response that he said. Yes. Uh, life is an experience. It's it's it has no yes. meaning. Uh, what do you think of that? I think it, that's absolutely true. And um, you know, we have a, a a deep need to understand things on an intellectual, a mental level. And very often, it's really irrelevant to be able to understand them on that level. It, it reassures us because we think we've got it. But it's, it's when you get it in your body and in your emotions and in the, all of yourself, it's, it's, that's when it's, it's of, well, that's when it's truth. Let's put it that way. Um, so we, we want to search for meaning so we can talk about it and think about it and write about it. Everybody comes into this world with a different purpose. In in many cases, people are just choosing to, inc- well, let's say spirit is choosing to incarnate in human form just for the experience, actually, as you just said, just for the experience. And then there are other people who have more specific intentions. Um, like right now we're at the time of the great awakening and I can talk more about that, but, um, but there are quite a lot of people who've chosen to manifest now to take part in the great awakening specifically and to carve a path through the jungle of life to help other people follow. But yes, life is an experience being in human form is an experience and um i will say that i've my teachers have said many times that there is enormous value in allowing ourselves to experience it fully not to hold ourselves back 
for any reason, fear or or cultural training or anything else, don't hold ourselves back from experiencing it fully. And then what happens is that in some way our choice to do that helps the whole cosmos. Um, and what I say to people, but I think this is actually probably way simplistic, is that when you, this is a planet of duality, right? So we all experience both sides of everything. And when you, and we, so part of that everything is love and hate. Love has its opposite and, and hate has its opposite and they must exist together on this plane of duality. So good and evil have to exist together. Um, dark and light, one cannot exist on this planet of duality. One cannot exist without the other. Well, when you've lived within duality and you've experienced both sides of the coin, uh, of the love and hate coin, for instance, or the bad and good coin, whatever, and you decide, having experienced both sides of it, you decide with all of your being unequivocally to choose love and good, then that choice means so much more than if you, as a being of spirit, where you don't experience the duality, you, you, uh, there's no point in me trying to say what one experiences as being a spirit, because I don't even know, but you see what I mean, when you've experienced both sides and you make that decision, then it's powerful. Micaiah Hart, uh, once again, is our very special guest, wonderful author, philosopher, traveler, and uh, just, uh, just uh, you know, an amazing individual. And you, every once in a while, you, you run into somebody and you say, you know what, she's like no one else or he's like no one else. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, it's, it's what we all should thrive for and, and strive for. Uh, Micaiah Hart, here with me, Frank McKay as our very special guest. Uh, get her books, uh, no, no question about it, and I think she uh, could, could help us all open our minds. Uh, Micaiah, you, again, I'm going back to the epiphany, and I, I'm, I'm one, and I imagine there are a lot of people listening who will say, I would love to bring on an epiphany. I love epiphanies. I love, I love that uh, that hope, and I and I hope to live my life where I get that. Can you bring on an epiphany? Ooh, um, I would say I would go back to saying that everything that happens in, and I'll speak for myself again. Everything that happens in my vicinity is a choice by me. Now, sometimes if I don't make a choice, things will happen by default. But if I consciously make a choice, there is nothing that can happen to me that is not in alignment with that choice. Now, I have to make the choice with every fiber of my being, physical, mental, emotional. You know, we all have many different selves, the angry self, the child self, the adult self, all those different selves. Some of them might disagree, but the majority of them have to be in line with this choice. And then it will happen. So... If I decide <clears throat> that, well, this is what, what did happen with me, actually. I, it wasn't that I was bored with life so much as I knew that I wanted something more. I didn't know what it was even, but I knew that I wanted more. And I, 
what I actually said, and I remember the words. Um, I remember standing outside my house one day and looking around, and it was so beautiful. And, and I said, but I want more. And what I want is to learn how to live in joy and love and peace. Um, we don't really have a word for those, but they're not actually separate things. So anyway, I said that to myself. And then I said, and I now declare that I am willing to do whatever it takes in order to live in joy and peace and love. And then things just began to unfold. And it felt pretty risky and scary, but I knew that's what I wanted and that I had asked for this change to happen. So I strongly, what I recommend people to do is, well, there's many ways of going about it. I'm actually, <clears throat> I'm actually just sitting here looking at the background on my computer, and it's a torus field. Do you know what a torus field is? No. Okay. It's a particular kind of energy, and it's shaped a bit like a donut. We are all torus fields. We are massive, powerful energy fields. And I'm telling you about this just because there are reminders we can give ourselves that there is nothing to fear, that we need to simply, simply, we need to embrace life fully, no matter how scary it feels. And so there are various reminders when I'm teaching classes. I always give people a picture of the Taurus field because every time you look at it and you're like, wow, that is what I am. And I appear to be physical, but actually I'm this incredible field of energy. You know, that can really help to change. It helps to change limited thinking. And if you... When, when you ask for an epiphany, what you're saying is, I want to expand my awareness of the possibilities that are available to me. So there are lots of tools like that, like the picture of the Taurus field. Um, there are certain little mantras you can repeat to yourself. Um, you can, and setting, learning to set an intention. I mean, you can set an intention to experience joy and peace every night before you go to sleep. You can write it out an intention and put it where you see it every day, several times a day. Um, so, you know, when I'm teaching, I always, I, you know, that's, I give people home play. I called it, call it not homework, home, home play. And um, the real key thing is about setting the intention to think expansively. Makaya Hart, everyone. <laughs> is the voice you're hearing. If you're just tuning in a little late, uh, please uh, go back and listen to everything and, and buy her books. Buy her books. She is absolutely terrific. And if you've been listening to us for the last 30 minutes, you'll, uh, you, I think you'll agree with me. And every once in a while, you'll run into someone who you say, wow, and Makaya Hart is one of those uh, one of those individuals. Makaya, what what now? What do you uh, are, are you? And and again, maybe this flies in the face of everything that you just said there, and and or maybe this flies in the face of what Joseph Campbell uh, said, and I pointed to. But 
what, what now? Do you have goals set, or is it is it simply uh, living and 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 peace, love and joy, uh, and and just seeing where it goes? Uh, is is there are there goals you have, or do you just flow? Um, you know, I tend to, I'm. I tend to have goals just because I'm the kind of person who's I'm I'm a very active person. Um and I love doing I love doing physical things, physical creation. Um but the goals that I have I feel are presented to me because I ask for them to be be presented to me by the universe. And some of them I may not follow through on. Um and that's, and okay. some, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Um, but, you know, we are in the time of the Great Awakening right now. <laughs> you know, this COVID thing is just a backdrop to a Great Awakening. So um, I think we're going to see more and more people waking up to the power of their creativity and choosing to live in joy and love. And that means letting go of judgments, all judgments of others. Um, it it means living in a different paradigm from the one we grew up in. And that paradigm is actually already here in operation on the planet. But we haven't quite, we humans haven't quite adjusted to it yet. Um, I do, a, I'm a very keen gardener and I perceive incredible life force flowing through the plants in my garden these days. It's quite astonishing. Um, so, you know, I think nature is loving this great awakening it, it because it means more life force is flowing more life is flowing Micaiah, so. uh, can you give us a website or social media site uh where people could follow along with you or contact you or uh is that something you you pay attention to well yes i actually enjoy um i enjoy the web because it gives us so many so many some so much such a wealth of information, so many different kinds of ideas and ways of thinking and ways of being. I really enjoy it. So yeah, I do have a website. It's mikayahart.org. I don't really keep up with it very much, but people can contact me um, through the website. And I do classes online. I'm actually planning one for the new year that will be called um, Carving a Path Through the Jungle of Life. And, um, you know, all, let me say again, all my teaching and writing are about learning to operate from a place of trust instead of fear um, and accepting that we are very powerful creators and learning how to utilize that power to claim it and utilize it. And I'm not talking about power over others at all. That is not power. That's actually based on fear, usually. Um, people are truly in their personal power never want to um, have power over others. It, it's anathema to those of us who, who are in our personal power because we want everyone to be in their personal power. Um, but yes, I, I want to help people to negotiate these tricky times we live in um, and help people to see that this is, this is the time of the Great Awakening. It's a very exciting time. A Different Rhythm is the name of her latest. Everyone, please get this book. Get two, get one for someone who you think could use a little difference in their thinking. 
and, uh, and certainly someone who is into expanding their awareness. And uh, again, she is absolutely wonderful. Thrilled to ha- finally have her. Micaiah Hart has been our very special guest. A Different Rhythm is the name of the book, her latest. Uh, Micaiah, thank you very, very much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Micaiah Hart. <laughs> everyone and uh, just uh, please if you missed any part of this listen to it and listen to it again uh, absolutely wonderful author and philosopher world traveler and just a, a, a unique and I know it's so cliche to say but uh, unique individual and, and I mean that in the most sincere way a different rhythm please get the book Frank McKay signing off we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down <laughs>